Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to Don't Stop Us Now. I'm Claire Hatton. And I'm Greta Thomas. This show is all about sharing inspiration, uplifting stories, and practical career advice from innovative, original thinking, and pioneering women from around the world. You can find us here every second week, or why not sign up at don'tstopusnow.co so you never miss a show. Plus, you'd make our day if you could rate or review us. It really gives us a boost in more ways than one. It sure does. Now it's time for this week's show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Don't Stop Us Now. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening indeed. Now today we have a fabulous guest to share with you. Kerry James is CEO or co-founder of not one, not two, but three different businesses all at once. Yes, you hear me correctly. After spending many years successfully running and owning a high-end real estate business in Singapore, Kerry has become a lot busier in the past five years as she now also builds two other businesses in very different industries. The first is in the flower delivery and subscription business and it's called Flower Addict. And the second is filling a niche she spotted more recently in corporate gifting in particular. Now, Kerry is a great friend of mine, so I know her journey well. But what I find really remarkable in Kerry's story is how she and co-founder in their flower adventure, Sandy Sadek, just dove right in once they'd agreed there was a gap in the market. This is despite them knowing nothing about the flower industry and never having worked in an e-commerce business. And they both still have big full-time corporate roles. Yes, still. (laughs) It's crazy. And as you'll hear, Flower Addict has been a roaring success and has been voted number one florist service in Singapore for five years. It's only been going for five years. Yeah, it's absolutely (laughs) incredible, isn't it? In this episode, you'll hear how Kerry manages her time juggling three businesses and a big family. The huge learning curve she had with the ins and outs of a fast-moving e-commerce business, how asking for help and being prepared to invest in getting the help she needs makes all the difference, how she shifts her attention from one business to another in the most positive way, and exactly why Kerry even wants to run three businesses all at once. Yeah, intriguing. We think you'll love this episode with the positive and unstoppable Kerry James. Kerry James, welcome to Don't Stop Us Now. Thank you. Fun to be here. It is so funny because we're sitting here in Singapore in a little podcast room and we've been friends for a very long time. I know, over 30 years? Is it 30 years? No, I think it's 23, I think. Oh my goodness. Anyway, it's a long time. And so it's actually, it's such a privilege to be sitting here and talking to you and and I'm going to be asking you questions I don't think I've ever asked you. I know, my goodness, quite frightening. (laughs) (laughs) That's 
a thing often with good friends, isn't it, that you don't ask these sort of more business-focused or career-focused questions because after a certain amount of time, it's kind of not okay to ask those almost. You just catch up. Yeah, so maybe that's it. I think you just want to see your friends and yeah, catch up. That's yeah. right. <laughs> anyway, we're going to delve into your career and who you are as a person. But before we do, you know the question that's coming because <laughs> I know you listen to the podcast. So we like to ask all of our listeners the same question, which is if you were at a dinner party and nobody knew who you were, how would you introduce what you do today? Oh, look, it's a question I kind of avoid. And it's, uh, I would just actually say real estate, because that was actually my roots and my main job. Yeah. And I don't give them too much information, because then they always want to talk about real estate. (laughs) (laughs) So I avoid it. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah, everybody's got an opinion, haven't they, about real estate? They do. And then they want to know the latest prices and what's happening in the market. Yeah. And I like to learn about other people around me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And particularly in Singapore, it's it's a big, big topic. We are in Singapore and you've been here quite a long time now. Yes. How long is it? Since 1985. Wow. Yeah. So nearly my whole life or most of my adult life has been spent here. What's the story behind how you found yourself here? I came on a holiday, so it was only supposed to be a really, really quick, short holiday. And a bit of cliche, I fell in love. Oh, my goodness. And that was it. And that was it. And I I started coming. You didn't know that. Started coming backwards and forwards. And, um, yeah, met my uh, first husband here. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. What did your parents think? Oh, poor parents, horrified. (laughs) I can can imagine that would be quite surprising. Yeah. So how long did it take for you to actually... Move here permanently. Um, permanently, yeah. I think I was here permanently by 1987. Okay. Yeah, two years later. Okay, yeah. well, that's a fairly decent yeah, length of, of relationship. Going backwards and forwards, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then did you literally get married? Got married, had my first son, Xander. Yeah. Yeah, then actually fell into real estate because my husband actually owns City Prop. And oh. so I was looking for a job there. I could uh, balance family and work life. So I had no idea, no background, and that's how it came about. Oh, well, okay. I thought that you co-founded it with him. But no, he, he had another his. partner. I was looking for something to do, and then basically I bought his other partner out. Yeah. Ah, okay. After a number of years. Right, right, mm. right. And maybe for our listeners, you could tell them what City Prop does nowadays anyway. Yeah. Well, basically the same as what we were doing um, all those years ago. So we tend to be in the high-end private residential sector of the market in Singapore. We handle expatriates who are moving around the world and then the sale market as well. We don't really work in commercial, but yeah, high net worth individuals. That must have been quite an eye-opener from a young Aussie girl landing in Singapore in her, you know, early 20s, I imagine Mm, you were. Yeah. It was a growing market. Singapore was, you know, sort of had a GDP and double-digit growth for about 15 years. It was really the wild, wild west, and I learnt really quickly and really fast, and there was no boundaries for me landing in Singapore. And if we take you back to when you were growing up, what did you imagine you would do a sort of work? and career in in your adult life? Work in physiotherapy. No. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And it has never, ever, ever, ever appeared in my life at all. And what led you to want to be interested in that? 
oh, just I loved sciences. That's what I studied. That's what I was good at. Basically, I've just ended up in um, in real estate, which I love passionately. So, yes, I had no uh, sort of precept concepts of working in real estate at all. And so did you study kind of sciences at uni and things like that? No, I didn't even – I was just, you know, when I was finishing high school and the first year of uni, yeah, that's it. And that's when you met sort of your first husband that's and it. the rest, Abandoned everything and moved on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know. I know. Every parent's nightmare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely yours. <laughs> well, <right>. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you don't finish your tertiary studies and you fall in love with someone who's based yes, overseas. Yes, yes, and a different ethnicity yeah. and then have my first baby very young, a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and how was that in terms of, I grew, was growing up in Australia at that time and, work, and you know, probably starting my first job, albeit as a ballet dancer around mm. that time. You know, we were still quite a homogenous nation. How was it yeah. adjusting to living in such a, a different cultural environment? Yeah. Do you know, I was always welcome. Again, you know, my ex-husband, Casey, who is actually still my business partner in City Prog to this day, his family were amazing. They were so welcoming, so loving. They made it easy. They made it super easy. And again, Singapore, because of its tremendous growth, you know, never put up any boundaries in ethnicity or being a woman. It was just all systems go. You know, they couldn't get enough people in the workforce. It was an amazing time for me. How fantastic. Yeah. How fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And so you mentioned, you know, that your ex-husband's still, you know, a yeah, partner yeah. in the business. Yeah. yeah. What have been the big lessons on how you make that sort of arrangement work well? Oh my goodness. Um <laughs> I think for him and for myself, we were both supported by our family, by our friends. We both were sort of mutually moving on. And so there was not really any animosity between the two of us. So Casey actually has remarried. I have remarried. So, you know, there was not sort of a very aggrieved party, which made it a lot easier. Just my motto in life, you know, it's kind of like I had two children with Casey. They need to love their father. We need to be, you know, working together. So again, it was just sort of like we both approached it and a lot of respect for each other. That's great. And what mm. is your motto in life? Oh, I just don't want to carry baggage in life. I don't carry baggage in life. You know, I actually, you know, solve any issues as they arrive and, and move on. That's yeah. that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, know. I know. And that is so true. It is it is it's true. So true. It that is, is what true. you do. Yeah. And interestingly, you've been running City Prop for thirty years now. Yeah. It's hard to believe, isn't it? I know. I can't <laughs> believe where the years have gone. Yeah. But about five years ago you decided to do something quite out there, which is start a new venture with a co founder, Sandy, Sandy mm -hmm. Sedek. In an area that some would argue that you know nothing about. 100%. So we founded Flower Addict and neither of us had any flower experience whatsoever. Or any online Or any online business, business strengths, really. Yeah. Sandy is head of HR or was head of HR in a big multinational company and that's what she is still doing. So we both had full-on real jobs. And so we were away together on a holiday and I said to her, I think that there's a hole in the market for beautiful, well-designed, modern, contemporary flowers that are not outrageously expensive. And she said, yeah, I agree with you. And that's how it started. My goodness. And my daughter on the plane coming home came up with the name. So that's how it started. Wow. But what possessed both of you with full-time jobs to kind of think you could do that? 
Oh, it was very naive if I think back, <laughs> if I really think back. And it was a big, long learning curve, um, which has been amazing. And also I think having these big jobs, very corporate jobs and working with in corporates, we both have a creative element there. And I think that it kind of was just scratching that itch. There's a little bit of something creative in our lives. Yeah. Even though we knew nothing about flowers, which you are completely correct, Claire. Yeah. 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 And really it was like a side hustle. It was a side hustle. Yeah. Which has grown. Which, yeah, which, <laughs> which has grown to a so beast. You. Yeah. Yes. It's so you because actually right from the beginning, I remember when you told me about this, yeah. you didn't go at it like most people go at a side hustle. Yeah. You were all in. Yes, we knew that if we had to make it work, we had to go all in. So, yeah, in terms of how we approached it, the people that we hired, we got professional advice, we got consultants in who were florists that were willing to work with us, we got operations people, and then eventually we worked, you know, we got marketing people on board, you know, to just really, really help us get to where we wanted to be. It's a really big risk because you must have invested quite a lot of money up front in getting that top team in place and that advice yeah you know I think that definitely my philosophy in life is you know sort of you can always take risks as long as you know you know sort of the boundaries on where you're going to you know where where it's a stop and so both Sandy and I were you know sort of clearly understood our strengths and our weaknesses and then you know sort of like tried to surround ourselves or did surround ourselves with professionals in the field so that they could actually help us and guide us but yeah it was a huge learning curve yeah actually I remember sitting down with you I think I was in transiting for like seven hours through Singapore or something and we sat down and you were you were saying to me right how do I who do I find at Google who do I find at Facebook yes you know you were really very keen and you educated yourself a lot didn't you Yes, I, well, I tried to. Um, No, you did, (laughs) you did. Well, you know, the marketing element of it was sort of like really uncharted territory. City Prop is a business that grew organically in a fast-moving economy in those years. And so this was online presence only. It was a new field. I had not had experience really in this field. So there was a whole slew of terms, you know, that one learns like, you know, sort of AdWords and EDMs and, you know, sort of Google Analytics and what works and what doesn't work. And there's actually no clear answers, which was probably a very difficult pill for me to swallow because I wanted the answer and I couldn't get the answer. There isn't one, is there? Yeah. And I wanted to pay for the answer and I couldn't pay for the answer. (laughs) So again, you know, it was kind of, you know, taking the time to stop, to actually look at what works. You know, every day we have our statistics on click-throughs, when people look at things, what works in terms of our marketing, what times of the day, what countries, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, a very, very, very steep learning curve. And of course, as you would know, Claire, you know, these algorithms um, with Googles and Facebooks, they change all the time. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And there's, there's no one telling you the answer. So no, yeah, it's testing it's te- and learning. Testing and learning. Yeah. Testing and learning. Yeah. yeah. And I remember back in those early days, you were super hands-on. You were becoming an Instagram ninja very quickly because I remember watching you sitting there. We were waiting for something, I guess, with your phone. Yes. What's your advice to others who need to, who want to jump in and do something online to get up to speed and get their head around all of this stuff, if yeah. it, particularly if it's sort of foreign to them, which it was to you. But it you... was very foreign to me, yeah. And I think that's changed dramatically since 2017. It was a little bit easier to sort of 
grow your presence in those days. I think it's actually even more difficult now and there's a lot of people doing it. So again, I would try and surround myself with experts or people who really have a presence and who kind of understand the the balance between, you know, sort of all the different platforms and, you know, where the spending power is, what product you have. Our biggest income earners still to this day is probably Facebook because of the demographic of people who have the amount of money that they spend and then Insta, of course. But of course, you have to have, you know, YouTube presence. It's trying to work out where that market spend goes yeah yeah. and allocating it to get the best returns and I know less so these days because you're not so hands-on you've got teams but um, particularly in those early days how did you actually physically manage to get it all done with the business at City Prop running that plus building and learning at the same time with Flower Addict you know what did you do to kind of make make the time work Yes, it was wearing many hats during those days and still wearing very uh, many hats in these days. The, the thing about real estate is it does actually give me flexibility in hours. So while I work many hours, you know, they can actually be divided into different sort of segments of the day. So I would do everything real estate first thing in the morning and then everything flower addict would sort of eat into my afternoons. I tried to set my days up like that. All my children, were, my second generation of children were all in high school. So, you know, that was actually uh, very good in terms of they were very busy. So that gave me a little bit more freedom in my time and the amount of hours that I could dedicate to the two businesses. And I think it's probably worth our listeners knowing that you have six children, four dogs, a few cats, yes, yes, probably a few other things. Yes, yes, yes. I have a crazy life. So, you know, with all that in mind, as well as two businesses, Mm. we'll come on to the third in a minute. What habits do you have in terms of managing your time? You know, I know, again, you know, it's taken me years to work this out, but I'm great in the mornings. You know, I get the most done. So the most difficult things that I have to do in a day, I do them in the morning and fill the rest of the day up with other things that are not so challenging or cause conflict or are maybe difficult to negotiate. So I do that. And then, uh, yeah, you know, I have boundless energy. So I actually work until I drop. And then in the evenings, I'm pretty useless. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And of course, you know, living in Singapore helps, doesn't it? Because you do have a support network. Oh, you, you know what? We live in a, a wonderful little bubble in Singapore. And yes, what you're talking about is home helpers. Yeah. Yeah. So I have live in home helpers and they are amazing. They literally run my home life. So I don't lose focus of the fact that without them, I could not do what I do. Yeah. 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 Not for one second. No. I have never forgotten. So don't feel, yeah. <laughs> Anyone listening, yeah. just remember yeah. that. You live yeah. in a country where home help isn't the norm yeah. like that. Oh, I, yeah. and, and honestly, the people who are working for me and living with it in my home are phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. And you've had them for, you've worked with them for a long time. Yeah. You know, for listeners, can you sort of summarize the scale and scope of Flower Addict today? Flower Addict has grown dramatically. um, And so we now, you know, we've grown from working in my garage um, when we started to moving out into black and white. So for listeners, that's like a little colonial space, um, colonial houses that exist in Singapore, to the point where we've actually bought our own physical premises in a beautiful industrial building, which is fabulous with four meters high ceilings and, you know, sort of not easy to find. So the team is around 
30 strong now. So we have actually grown to have, you know, people in charge of operations, marketing, managerial, you know, sales, and of course, the florists, the, uh, the creative people as well. So yeah, it's huge now. Yeah. yeah it, we have won Best Florist five years in a row now, which has been amazing. Amazing. But you've only been going like five yeah. years. Yeah. yeah, I know. We, we've really, really sort of found our niche and have just been growing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And you mentioned other countries as well in terms yeah. of marketing. So are you... People, yeah, I find, you know, sort of people who live overseas are actually buying flowers for people who live in Singapore. Of course, flowers are a perishable product. It really is at this stage actually confined to Singapore. Yeah. One thing I'm curious about, do you have a CEO or are you and Sandy still sort of co-running the business? We are still co-running the business, but we do have finance people, we have operations people, we have managerial staff. So we are actually in there on a, we do weekly basis, sort of touch base meetings where we're sort of just working on what's, what's, what's happening, you know, marketing plans for the, for the month, marketing plans for the year, et cetera. So you must've had to really empower the people below you yes and and they're amazing and they don't you know I in awe of them and always listen to what they have to say we don't always have the same creative direction you know I have an amazing creative director who works for Flower Addict who is actually in has an engineering degree and so what Kerry thinks is pretty can obviously sometimes be outrageously expensive (laughs) and cannot be passed on to the consumer. Yeah. So she has the ability to sort of say, you know, okay, we're going to mix this hydrangea with, you know, this orchid and, you know, sort of balance costs and kind of create exactly where, you know, sort of my creative direction is going on, going with. Yeah. Amazing, amazing people who work with us. Yeah. Well, you know, it really is all about having good people around you, isn't it? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Otherwise you can't scale. You cannot. Certainly yeah. not with two big big jobs. <laughs> exactly. Because you both, Sandy's also still a chief people officer, isn't she, within a financial institution? She is in a huge financial institution and is extremely busy. Yeah, yeah. and very senior, which is, you know, it's just mind, mind-boggling, to be honest. Yeah. But Kerry, you know, you're not one to sit on your laurels, you know, and, and rest or take the success and go, okay, well, I'm done now. <laughs> because I think... Was it about 18 months ago uh, you co-founded a company called Give Box Love? Correct. So, again, I think a little bit riding on, you know, the post-COVID and the, the, the things we learned through COVID, online shopping and just the ease of it. And what I saw as a niche in the market in this area was the curated, glamorous gifts that can be sent to people, beautifully packaged. And so we saw a niche, um, so decided to sort of jump into that. Wow. And is that with Sandy again or with a different no, co-founder? No, that's a different co-founder, um, Mark Bowling and Stephanie Arafin, who happens to be my daughter-in-law. And yeah, that's been growing extremely rapidly in the last year. People love it because it's uh, sort of you know, gifting for, you know, sort of babies, for women, for men. Men, actually men was a big one because there's a real lack of men's gifts out there. People who are, you know, congratulations, people in new jobs. Um, I think the area that that's really has a niche is in the, the corporate area. And so we've had lots and lots and lots of interest from the corporates. So again, we're working with sustainable companies. We're being environmentally aware in our packaging. We have these beautiful sort of boxes that are actually made from trees. 
we laser so they can laser company logos and the, or put people's names into the top of the box. And so, again, uh, with the corporates, it's been very well received. Gosh. Yeah. And I, I know, you know, it sounds like you saw a gap in the market and just went yes but you know lots of people sit back and go oh yeah there's a gap in the market here there's Mm. a gap in the market there but they do nothing about it yeah so what is it that drives you to actually take action look I enjoy being busy and I just sort of like I can see it and it's like okay let's do this and and so and again I think it scratches that it you know that itch to um the creative in me and I think that that's sort of something you know it's been very very corporate for many many years which is great and of course has paid the bills and (laughs) no loss of focus there but just actually appreciating the creative element of my life and what I like doing and has kind of been probably what's made me do you know to engage with both flower addict and givebox love and is your role with givebox love any different given there are two other co-founders you know well i think that the concept was sort of born and then mark has you know a long history in marketing and in you know worldwide companies and steph is younger and so you know sort of when we were curating it was great to have a young voice between you know sort of the three of us and you know sort of sourcing of products in a sustainable world so we we have products sourced from denmark indonesia greece we have you know sort of like sea sponges we've you know we've really really done our you know sort of work we work with salt mines for salt balls you know it's been really really exciting to develop that business yeah and so you've been quite hands-on again hands-on again initially but again we have um, we've just actually taken on a marketing person again and then we have an operations person so it's growing and of course it's still in its infancy but yeah it's growing I'm just interested, how are you funding these new ventures? Is it just you funding them and then they're self-sustainable or are you bringing in other capital? At this point, we're just funding it ourselves. We had big discussions about whether we'd reach out for funding, but we decided we didn't want to. We didn't want to lose the control that we had on the businesses. Yeah, so yeah, all self-funded at this point. Wow, so they are basically self-funding themselves. They are. Which is, you know, incredible. You talked about being uh, at your best in the mornings, but Mm. you really do have such an incredible plate of challenges on your daily sort of agenda. Are there any kind of habits that you have that you think really help you, you know, not just get things done, but you're obviously hitting home runs? Yeah. You know, as I, I segue through different stages in the day, I tend to sort of have a little bit of a... Uh, you know, just stop for a couple of the se- seconds and let go of what I was just doing to move positively into the next uh, sort of process. And that can be even that, that can be just dealing with children, you know, <laughs> leaving it behind and walking in, you know, sort of doing it in a different, in a positive manner um, and not taking things with me. How yeah. do you do that? Is there something you say? I to actually do a physical movement and an, it was actually somebody I was working with who actually taught me, you know, to do this. And so I actually stop and do it before I go into something. Yeah. And what, what, what is this? It's kind of a, a hand movement over my face and sort of down to my chest and then walking in. Yeah. Wow. So you're sort of like taking the yes. know, energy or the bad thoughts and chucking or them Or just out. leaving what I was doing behind. Yeah, like it, could be good. It, it could be good. It could be good. Okay. It could be yeah, bad. Yeah, right. It could be, you know, it's still there. But for me to be able to then 
especially when the children were younger, yeah. to be able to walk into the door, you know, walk in the door and then deal with, you know, sort of... Demanding you know, clients. A, a, a demanding <laughs> child. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and give them a, a, a window of your time that it's actually really positive and not, you know, sort of encumbered with negativity or, oh, what should I be doing with this? Yeah. So I that's what that. I'm... I that's, yeah. really, that's That's really great. Such a quick thing to do as well, yes. isn't it? Yes, yes. Yes, and the, uh, I think the physical, the physical doing it, it's really fast, but it is kind of a line for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. amazing. Do you have any other kind of habits or routines that help you? Just as I mentioned before, honestly, sort of a lot of the the sort of real estate work, you know, it can be quite combative. It's quite a, a, a challenging industry to negotiate um, with a lot of different people and with different agendas, and then corporations, etc. So I and, and contracts, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and lawyers. So I tend to channel that for my own sanity during the day, um, in the first thing in the morning, which is I've mentioned, you know, so I can just get it done, move on, yeah. And then I have my treats in the afternoon. Oh, what's your treat? Oh, looking at a bunch of flowers or, um, <laughs> you know, looking at the Easter eggs that we're going to carry. No, I, I, I'm, I'm joking. But things that need to be done, but then they're, they're not negative. They're quite yeah, positive. Right, yeah, right, right, yeah. right. They, f- yeah. they fill up your cup. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And as you're getting older, you know, mm. I hate to say that. Word, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We all are. Everyone is. Everyone is. We all are. Yeah. Um, how have you found your energy is different or are you having to do anything differently? Again, I think that what I have noticed is I tend only to take on, you know, sort of social engagements that I want to do with people that I love and people that I enjoy. I don't want to work in my social life. You know, I want to sort of catch up and doesn't matter what I look like or don't want to talk about work and just just that's my happy space so I've actually cut a lot of what I would say socializing that would mean that I was still working or was still on Mm. inverted commas yeah yeah it could be sort of you yes just be me yeah 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 we're nearly sort of coming to the end of our conversation but you know be really interested and fascinated to hear what's the best piece of advice you've been given oh not to be afraid to ask for help. And I feel that, you know, sort of people presume that I know all the time what I'm doing and, you know, and just asking people who are skilled in areas that you're not, you're not skilled and not be afraid to reach out and say, Hey, help me with this. Or what do you think? Or can I get your advice? So it was not be, not to be scared to ask for help. It feels like that's potentially one of the key early success factors for flower addict. Yes. Definitely. I'm not a marketer. I'm not a florist. Um, <laughs> you know, yes, business, business background, but yeah, I need, I needed to surround myself with professionals. Yeah. yeah incredible. No, yeah. that's, I think, very wise advice. Yeah. And I think sometimes women have a tendency to feel like they need to show that they can do it all. And yes, um, I mean, yes. it's human nature too. Yeah. And, and also I think to know it all before they start something. Yeah. Yes. Like you, maybe you knew, I don't know, 20, 30% of running this business and the yes. rest you just had to, you learn, figure yes. it out. Yes, yes, yes. Which is, and be adaptive and to change. I mean, our original business plan was really curating boxes of flowers and sending them out to people um, so that they could self-curate. And it didn't fly in Singapore. People wanted their flowers delivered, curated. And so it was like quickly listening, quickly um, spinning, making changes and, you know, sort of adapting. Yeah. And with all of these things on the go, Kerry, I'm really Mm. curious, what's 
success look like for you? Oh, you know what? It's really clear for me, family and friends. Oh, that's all I, you know, sort of, it's so important to me. I mean, Claire knows, and you know, I love people. I love being with people and I'm so blessed to have a crazy family. I, you know, as you, as you mentioned, I've got six, six children. They are my, my love, my priority. That's success. So how do you rationalize the time on the businesses? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's, you know, and I think women tend to do this. There is guilt. Again, I'm older now, as Claire has pointed out. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. And so, you know, there's things that I don't want to do as a mother, and this is going to sound terrible, but I have done the rugby fields, the football fields, and I've stood there in the heat in the middle of the day. And I just say to my younger children, I love you desperately. I will drop you off. I will pick you up, but I'm not standing there for an hour. I'm really sorry, you know. And just being really clear and communicating and, you know, trying to, you know, tonight I have to go to Harry Styles, you know, and <laughs> trust me, really? that's a push. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have to round this up by saying, Kerry James, I think you're unstoppable yeah. <laughs> and amazing. Thank you so much oh. for being with us today. If listeners are curious to learn more about, you know, City Prop or Flower or um, addict or give box love or you, where should they go? Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> I think I can be found on any of that, those platforms, you know, just, uh, yeah, reach out. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll make sure we have the links and we'll put yeah. them on the show notes page. That's great. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much, Kerry. Kerry really is fearless trying new things, isn't she? Yeah, she really is. But as you can tell, she's a very successful businesswoman and she's prepared to take risks and importantly, invest up front to get things right. Look, I think it's a really good lesson there. You know, you have to back yourself up front and believe you can build something great. And then if you kind of make that kind of mental investment, the other investments of time or if you have the resources, resources can follow it gives yourself a much better chance but it's hard to do yeah absolutely it's pretty incredible that she's now got 30 staff and they own their own new warehouse premises for flower addict yeah it's what an achievement in five years not only to be number one to have that growth but then also to actually be able to have the cash to buy the building yeah absolutely it's going to be fascinating to see where her third business gift box love goes too because that's really still quite young yeah you can say that again you know i also loved her technique of transitioning between meetings on one topic to another or from family to business. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool, isn't it, with that sort of physical gesture and her hand moving down across her face just in a matter of seconds to help her kind of reset. Yeah, totally. It's the first time I've heard her say it, actually, so it was really, really interesting. Well, that's this episode done and dusted. Stay tuned for a special episode on AI next episode because... Who isn't fascinated by what generative AI means for us all? That's for sure. It's the the buzzword of the month and if not the year and potentially the decade. It's such a fascinating topic. Or the century. Yeah, be cool. But they are saying very big things about what it means in terms of the scale of change. In the meantime, until then, have a great week. Be bold, have fun and ciao for now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 